Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP ink and toner cartridges. Precision engineered to work together with your HP printer. Industries for the Blind presents Blind Living Radio, where you'll hear interesting topics, fun stories, and important news about our blind and visually impaired community. It's time now for Blind Living Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Blind Living Radio. I'm your host, Harley Thomas, in the HP studio, and I'm joined today with Judy Henderson. Hello, Judy. Hello. How are you today? I'm fine. We've been having all sorts of fun before we get on the air, haven't we? Yes, we have. Telling stories. Yes. It's almost this much fun should be illegal. It sure should be. Sure should be, shouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry to take you away. I know you work here at Industries for the Blind down on the uh, manufacturing facility. Yes. What do you do down there? I work in Peace Word. I'm doing pins for the Navy. Pens for the Navy. Yes. You do all sorts of different things. Yes, we do, but well, them pens is something else. <laughs> Y'all want to join in? Oh, are you recruiting people to come work? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> yes. That's great. Yes. That's great. You want people to come have a job just like you. That's right. Just like me. That's right. That's right. So, Judy, just so our audience knows, uh, I'm Harley. I'm sighted. And Judy is... I'm visually impaired. I've been visually impaired 27 years. 27 years. Yes. Judy was lecturing me on the importance of sight and protecting your eyes and told me to go buy new glasses. No, I told you to go get your eyes checked. You haven't any much problem. Oh, I get them checked. I hope so. They look at them upside down and sideways and do some crazy <laughs> computer thing in them. Do they really? That's what they tell me. Okay. That's what they charge me for. <laughs> they ain't doing it, huh? No, you've got to do that. And yeah. I know one of your hobbies really is baking. And yeah. cooking, right? Yes, I like to bake and cook. What are your favorite things to bake and cook? Whatever. You know, thing, two things I don't know how to bake is. So if somebody out there on the air want to tell me to make a lemon meringue pie Ooh. and an egg custard pie, y'all throw me that recipe. I'll be real fine with y'all. A lemon meringue pie and an egg custard pie? Yes, I don't know how to make those two pies. What about banana cream pie? Yeah, but I want my friend to make me one here that works at industry. What is his name? The person that bakes here? Mm-hmm. Kevin. Yeah, I want Kevin to make you me want one Kevin. here. Yes. Kevin can bake a pie. Yes. That guy can bake. I had some cupcakes, but I think his grandbaby made them, but they were good. No, he he makes cupcake galore, and they're very But decorative. I think his granddaughter or his daughter made his some. His daughter. Yeah, well, it was good, too. It was good, too. <laughs> Last week, he made oatmeal raisin cookies because his seven-year-old son had never had an oatmeal raisin cookie. So okay. they made like 18 dozen of them. Did you get it? I did get one, yes. Okay. Lots of brown sugar, and ooh, they were good. So, Judy, I know another thing that you don't make. What is that? Candy. No, I do not. You don't make, you're not a candy maker. No, I never learned how to make candy. You got somebody on there that not know how to do make candy? Oh, I might know someone that knows how to make well, candy. You, well, you need to introduce them to me then. Do you want me to introduce you to the guy that knows how to make yes, candy? Yes, I do. So we have a guest today that's going to join us uh, via phone from Teresa, Wisconsin, uh, Mr. Joel Bernard, who is actually a candy maker. Okay. And he's a confectionist, I guess, confectionerist. So we'll get him on the phone. He's also blind, Judy, like you. Okay. So like you, he gets up every day, goes into work, he makes candy, you bake. I want to know how you make candy and you're blind, though. We're going to find out. Is that a good idea? 
Yeah, that's a real good idea. Because you want to learn. You told me earlier you want to know how to make candy. Yes, I do. So let's see if maybe Joel can help us out. So why don't we dial Joel up on the phone and see what he has to say. Okay. Hi, Joel. This is Harley Thomas with Blind Living Radio. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? I am wonderful. So, confections by by Joel for any occasion. You guys are doing well today? Yeah, busy day. Windy but busy. Windy but busy. It is windy outside for sure. I'm also on the phone. I have Judy Henderson with me. Say hi, Judy. How you doing? Hello. So, Joel, Judy is a baker and a chef, but she doesn't make candy. She's, okay. she's very intrigued. She is also blind. And okay. so for our audience, I did tell them that you are blind, but can you share a little bit about, about your blindness when you became blind and a sure. little bit well, about how you got into it? Sure. Most definitely. I uh, became blind when I was about four and a half years old. Uh, I went totally blind. I had a tumor on my optic nerves, and I had two surgeries to remove it. And after the second one, I went totally blind. So I do remember a few of the basic colors, uh, what a few things look like uh, when someone's trying to Describe something to me, I can kind of picture it or visualize it um, a little bit with the colors that I remember. But otherwise, everything else is done um, by, of course, you have four senses of tasting, smelling, feeling, and hearing. I can see a few shadows and light and dark, but which is done by by other all the other senses. Sure, and that's not uncommon to some of the folks that Judy works with, right, Judy? You've got folks that see some shadows. I and see, I some see shadows, too, and colors sometimes. But I see mm-hmm. floaters all the time. Floaters all the time. Oh, yes. So, Joel, and one of the things I'm curious, what made you decide to start making candies and selling candies? What kind of candy do you actually sell? And we make anything with chocolate. Chocolate, uh, like turtles, meltaways, clusters, coffee, chocolate pretzels, chocolate-covered Oreos, barks. And then we also do a lot of novelty chocolates where we do uh, molded chocolates where we use chocolate. We have over 2,000 chocolate molds. We make all different shaped chocolates for every season, every holiday, and any occasion, kind of. So, Shape of uh, a shamrock, do. shape of a Santa, shape of an Correct. Easter bunny. Easter bunnies we're working on right now. We have over 25 styles of 3D salad chocolate bunnies that we're making, plus all the eggs, mm. lambs, crosses, so different things like that. Yum. Yeah. So uh, what I became interested in, chocolates really started back in uh, 4-H and FFA when I was young and youth. I was about 10 years, 10 years old, and I was really in 4-H, where I took Foods Nutrition as one of my projects to the county fair for the first year. And she showed me that I could feel the difference between the flowers and, and sugars. You can smell different extracts. You can taste different ingredients. You can feel when you're mixing a dough or the batter together. Uh, so, you, use it, you know, you can smell when the cookies are done baking. Um, and then, of course, you can eat them at the end, which is the best part. So, you use all your senses when you're cooking and baking. And so, I did that for about 10 years. And so, after high school, I decided to go on to culinary art school. Uh, to learn more about cooking and the basics of cooking, and that's where I fell out with making chocolates. One day in our advanced baking course, we got to make chocolate truffles, which is a blend of heavy cream, chocolate, butter, uh, and a flavoring mixed together into a real creamy, smooth consistency that we allow to set. We scoop it in little balls, and we, scoop it, and we dip it in more chocolate. Very cool. So that's where my love for chocolate really began. That's That's really neat. After that, it was just trial and error and research and a lot of experimenting for about two years. And after uh, that, I decided to go into business myself and started in the fall of 2000. Cool. So since 2000, you've been at this several years. And what what's one of the things that you think is a challenge as a blind business owner? 
Well, I think you just got to uh, teach employees to put everything back where they found it so that I know where it is when I want to get it the next time. Sure. Um, so that's easy to get. That's kind of sometimes the biggest challenge is just finding things and taking time to find it. How many employees do you have working for you? I have four full-time employees and six part-time employees. Wow, you're a big operation. You sure is. Yeah, we're fairly big. We're open seven days a week year-round. Besides just your chocolates, we also have a lunch menu. We have a casual dining restaurant, casual dining menu, uh, like burgers, wraps, paninis, flatbreads, homemade pizzas, Friday fish fries, appetizers. We serve Cedar Crest ice cream. Uh, we make our own waffle cones. We have a gift section to our store, so we sell all Wisconsin-made products like wines and beer and cheese and sausage, jams, jellies, honey, maple syrup. We have a lot of nostalgic candies, a lot of kids' candies. We do gift baskets. So it's more than just a chocolate shop. Wow. I'm. You know what? I'm so inspired listening to you do this, and you're blind, and you do all this. Which is really yeah, amazing. I kind of oversee everything and always looking for new things and new gourmet foods. And we go to shows or just search online for different things. And I'm always looking for new things. And that we always try and carry all Wisconsin-made products. So everything that we carry, 99% of it is all Wisconsin-made. Try and to also help other you know small businesses like myself and other people and keep it sure. local and cut down on shipping costs. Joel, of all the items that you make, what's the biggest? challenge because because you are blind what's the biggest challenge yeah uh well you know well, the coloring i can't do of course because right. that's you know pretty hard to do um so i let the ladies do the uh, the coloring the chocolates and things like that i'm actually more involved with the uh, you know the business end of the part of the uh the business now the advertising the marketing of course financing employee you know training and working employees and my manager and other employees do actually more of the chocolate making because it's they're, they're just faster at it and easier to do. But I still make a lot of the centers for the truffles. I enjoy that because that's easy to do. But it's you know it would take me quite a while to make the dip stuff, whereas they can do a little bit faster. So, so Joel, so that our audience has a better understanding of what type of blindness do you have? What's your uh, medical diagnosis? Well, I had a tumor about optic nerves, and because I'm not really sure what it's exactly called, hypopituitarism, I think is what it's called. So I had a surgery to remove the tumor. Uh, the second part of my pituitary gland as well, so because it was in front of the front of my brain, the base of the brain. Right. And so I had a surgery when I was two and a half years old. I went blind in one eye, and it uh, kind of grew back. So when I was four and a half years old, I had a second surgery, plus radiation for like six weeks to minimize whatever was left. Judy, what what's your medical diagnosis of your sight loss? It's a chronic inflammation swelling where I get a lot of inflammation swelling on the eyes. Feel like a person with migraine headaches. All the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. Yet you find time to come to work every day <laughs> and cook and bake and raise a family. Yes, I do. Which wow. is pretty amazing. Which Joel, kinda like you, you know, you what made you decide to start making candy or start a business? You could have been anything in the world that you wanted to be, but what really led you to candy making and then growing that into having multiple employees and you're basically a food shop and you cook and people can come there and eat. What got you to that point? Uh, just a lot of self-determination. I tend to always want to be my own boss and entrepreneur. So a lot of my family members, my dad, uncles, they have their own businesses, uh, carpentry and plumbing. So that kind of inspired me. And I just knew I wouldn't be able to always go very far working for somebody else because, you know, it's kind of they think you can't do what everybody else can do or you just got to find different ways around doing it. I did work at McDonald's for five years and another restaurant. But I 
just kind of want to be my own boss and kind of do what I want to do. And and I, once I found out I was making chocolate, I kind of knew that that was what I wanted to do and just have my own business to to be my own boss and, and kind of you know be able to do what I wanted to do. Well, I think having the ability and the foresight to say, I can do this myself. I can go ahead and be my own boss. Mm-hmm. And with your location... Are there other locations where your candies are sold, or do you just sell them exclusively at your at your location in Teresa? We do uh, sell to other a few other stores, some gift shops, grocery like grocery store in Mayville. Uh, so we do wholesaling. Uh, we do sell to like cheese factories and meat lockers, uh, where they sell it at their their facilities or put it in their gift boxes. Uh, we do a lot of that stuff at Christmas time, where uh, we we sell to other businesses to incorporate our chocolates in their gifts uh, for the holidays. Plus, we're online at confectionsbyjoel.com, so people can order right off our website. Well, that's great, Joel. You know what? Let's take a real quick break, because much like a business owner you have, we have sponsors also that we need to give a (laughs) shout-out to. Everybody, you're listening to Blind Living Radio. We're on the phone with Joel Bernard from Confections by Joel for any occasion. I'm also joined in studio with Judy Henderson. Hi, Judy. How you doing? All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after these messages. From the heart of America, Blind Living Radio, radio by the blind, for the world. Blind Living Radio is supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Creating employment opportunities for the blind and visually impaired from coast to coast. Welcome back to Blind Living Radio, supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Learn more at IBMILW.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Blind Living Radio from the HP studio. I'm in studio with Judy Henderson. Hi, Judy. How you doing? I'm doing great. After a short break, we have to remind our audience, though, we are talking about confectionery. Yes, Aren't we? we are. Chocolate? Chocolate. You're going to ask some questions of Joel. We have <laughs> Mr. Joel Bernard from Confections by Joel for any occasion on the phone. Hi, Joel. Welcome back. Good morning. Thank you. Well, Judy really wants to know a little bit more about candy making. Easter's coming up. And I have an odd question because I really want to know where your cocoa beans come from or cocoa. Oh, and some of the, Oh, cocoa. I got Judy's attention with cocoa. <laughs> I guess so. And wondering how you do that. Do you make some of that yourself out of cocoa beans? Are you buying raw chocolate? We actually get the, the, the chocolate in already uh, already made. Milk chocolate, dark chocolate, white chocolate, whatever form we want. Uh, we use a Swiss-style chocolate it's called Peter's Chocolate. And it is made now in uh, Lidditz, Pennsylvania. And they get their, we get their cocoa beans from the Ivory Coast of Africa. And that's where about 40% of the world's chocolate comes from, is the Ivory Coast of Africa. So all the countries along there is really a great growing region for cocoa plantations. Uh, the weather and the, the climate and things like that is ideal for, for cocoa growing. And that's where our, our chocolate comes from. So they get it, cocoa beans, dried. They then take them to the factories where they then roast them. Roasting is what develops the flavor. There's different types of roasting, just like there's different types of, you know, roasting for coffee. Sure. Uh, cocoa is kind of the same way. There's also different varieties of cocoa beans, many different types, just like there's different varieties of apples, you know, which makes sure. different flavors. So there's some that are more rare, some that are more, you know, rarely available. So it all depends on the flavor that the profile that the chocolate maker is looking for. 
And so we use one of their milk chocolates. They make over nine different types of milk chocolates um, alone. Uh, Peter's does. And so we use uh, uh, milk chocolates from them and a semi-sweet chocolate for our dark chocolate. And we get it in 10-pound uh, slabs or 10-pound bricks. And we bring in around 1,000 to 1,500 pounds of chocolate every three months. Wow, that's a lot of chocolate. What's the what's mm-hmm. the biggest chocolatey thing for Easter? Judy's wanting to know: is it chocolate bunnies or <laughs> truffles? What are the what's the hot thing for bunnies, Easter time? Bunnies and eggs. Bunnies and <laughs> eggs are the biggest for for Easter. We have over twenty five different styles of three D salad chocolate bunnies. Anywhere from one ounce to five pounds. Five pounds and of Easter bunny chocolate. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Big chocolate bunny holding a chocolate carrot, and it's a uh, great tea. About oh, 14, 15, uh, 15 inches tall, and he's a chunk of chocolate. So, anyways, from that, we have bunnies on motorcycles, we have bunnies on a tractor, we have bunnies racing on a racing car. Um, uh-huh. So, we have different, uh, all different uh, types of bunnies doing different uh, things like that holding eggs, holding carrots, sitting bunnies, standing bunnies, you name it, we have it. And of course, we have all of our eggs. We have our whipped cream eggs, marshmallow eggs, peanut butter eggs. Buttercream eggs, different uh, cream eggs and filled eggs like that. And, of course, deli beans that we sell and anything for, for your Easter basket. One of the things you mentioned earlier was that you took some nutrition classes early on before you started the store. What are the health benefits of eating chocolate? Are there health benefits of chocolate? Uh, yes, there is. They found out through the different tests that pure chocolate itself has, you know, of course, the most anti- antioxidants and different health uh, benefits to it. So when you want to eat your dark chocolate, your dark dark dark, dark chocolates are better for you. Uh, semi-sweet chocolate, bittersweet chocolate, bittersweet chocolate will have more because that's less. Basically, like a bittersweet chocolate is like 70% cocoa and 30% sugar. Uh, your semi-sweets are in your 60% chocolates, and then your milk chocolates are in around 25 to 30% chocolate. So the higher number, of, higher the number that you see on like a package, if there is, if they put a number on there the better it is for you because the higher concentration of pure chocolate or chocolate liqueur that we call it, which has the health benefits and antioxidants and flavonoids in it, uh, which, uh, you know, reduces you know, the plaque and the cholesterol in your, in your arteries and veins and things like that. Judy, did you know that? No, I didn't. So dark chocolate's the way to go. Is it? Yeah. Pure dark chocolate's the best for you. Yep. Uh, yeah, they say like an ounce and a half a day is perfect. The dark chocolate, all right, though. Your dark chocolate's all right. Milk's better. Yeah, you like the milk. So, Judy, why don't you ask Joel a couple questions about how to make chocolate? Because as a as a chef that you are, what might be a good thing for her to start with, Joel? As as a blind person who she does cook around the house, but she ne- she's never made chocolate. Well, a chocolate truffle is 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 fairly easy to make. Uh, it was very easy for me to make. Uh, we just take some some chocolate, chop it up into smaller pieces, or you can just actually use chocolate chips. You know, easy to work with. Uh, you put those in a bowl, and then you get some cream, and just boil or scald some cream, and then pour that over your chocolate chips, your chocolate chunks, and you just kind of let it sit for about a minute. And then you take a wooden spoon and just slowly start stirring that uh, hot cream into that chocolate. And the cho- chocolate melts around 76 degrees; it'll start melting. So the hot boiling cream will start melting that chocolate right away. And you just take a spoon and start slowly stirring it in the middle and incorporating the rest of the chocolate. And then you'll have a real creamy, smooth, like a pudding or a, a mousse consistency. And then you add a little bit of butter to smooth it out. And then you can pour it into a, a shallow pan. Um, so it's about half an inch thick. 
and then uh, you let it sit, and then you scoop it out little round balls, a little, like a little melon baller or a little little portion scoop, and then you can dip that in more chocolate, or you can actually just roll in cocoa powder. And because that was uh, the first truffle that was ever invented was just that chocolate, creamy, what's called ganache, rolled in cocoa powder, because a real truffle is actually a fungus version or a mushroom that grows in, in France and Italy and, and England. And so the chocolate truffle is actually uh, formed after the mushroom version, and so that cocoa powder on the outside resembles like the dirt on the outside of the mushroom. Joel, do you have any other advice for people who are blind that want to start a business, whatever it may be? Uh, I, I guess just, you know, perseverance and just keep going. If somebody tells you no, you can't do something, you know, I just say, why not? And I find a way around doing it, a uh, different way a different way of doing something, because it might not be the most easiest way that most people are doing, just are familiar with doing from point A to point B. You might have to go around and do something a little different, but where there's a will, there's a way, and just keep um, persevering and and uh, finding a way that works for you. And Sure. That's and, a common and theme. Don't be afraid of failure because if you don't, you know, fail, then it means you're not you're not trying. <laughs> so just uh, just keep plugging along and and do what you can do, and and there's nothing that anybody can't do. That's right, Joel, and that's a common theme we hear on Blind Living Radio. And I have one final question for you, sir. Sure. How can people buy product from you? I know you gave a website. Give the website again for our listeners. Sure. They can find us online at ConfectionsByJoel.com, or they can check us out on Facebook at Confections for an Occasion, or they can call us at 920-488-9269, and we are open seven days a week. And you'll ship anywhere. Yes, we will. Awesome. Joel, I want to thank you very much for being a guest on Blind Living Radio. Listeners, this hey, has Kirk. been Joel Bernard. Joel Bernard has joined us from Confections by Joel for any occasion. I'm in the HP studio with Judy Henderson. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And this has been another great episode of Blind Living Radio. I can't wait to see what next week is bringing. We talked about Easter candy, all that other good stuff coming up for the holiday. Are you excited, mm-hmm. Judy? Yes, I am. Joel's excited. It's his busy time of the year. <laughs> yeah, you so. betcha. It's like the busiest holiday. Thank you very much for joining us, Joel. We'll Thanks, talk Holly. to you again soon. Have a great holiday, sir. Thank you, you too. Everybody, this is Blind Living Radio. Until next week, goodbye. Thanks for listening to and supporting Blind Living Radio. You can support Industries for the Blind by ordering any of our products from blind-made.com. That's blind-made.com. Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP ink and toner cartridges, precision engineered to work together with your HP printer. Hi, this is Joel Bernhardt from Confections for an Occasion, and you're listening to Blind Living Radio. 